Hello Rasters and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Roundup. I'm Alex. I've got my tin hat on. I'm Dan. And um, this week we are going to be covering conspiracy theories. Mm. Um, so we've been wanting to do this for a while and um, I think it's, well, it's triggered offshoots I guess because we're going to have the Mandela effect as separate. Yep. We talked about this in the last couple of episodes. The reason being is because... Um, who recommended it? Uh, Louise. Louise. So thank you, Louise, uh, building our part nine of, uh, of episodes. Um, we may touch upon it, but we're going to have a separate episode, I guess, following this one. Yeah. Um, but today we're going to cover the weird and the wonderful from the, um, well, the tinfoil hat community of conspiracy theories. Yeah, absolutely. And before we get into that, I guess, Dan, um, I want to give you some theory about conspiracy theories. Go on. So apparently in 2015... Researchers seeking to understand psychological factors underlying conspiracy beliefs it's a bit of a mouthful there um, found that people with high levels of individual narcissism so talking people like Tony Stark okay. um, tended to gravitate towards these theories and particularly and perhaps counterintuitively those also with low self-esteem. Um, apparently while narcissism may look like an extra heaping of self-regard Psychologists have long observed that unlike people with healthy self-esteem, those with narcissistic tendencies are commonly orientated towards boosting themselves by uh, denigrating other people. Um, I.e. those who disagree with me are duped by the propaganda, as an example. Yep. Uh, they also tend to have a, view, a negative view of humanity, i.e. look at them, they're out to destroy us. That might explain some of the conspiracy theories that I've come up, that I've sort of scraped out the uh, conspiracy theory barrel. Yeah, and scraping is certainly not. There's some really weird ones out there. Uh, are people, apparently, people with narcissistic traits uh, often spend a lot of time comparing themselves to others and a tendency that suggests some underlying uncertainty about their abilities. Mm. So this is not to say that those who believe in them are perhaps any of those characteristics, but it certainly kind of rings true for people perhaps who are creating these wonderful, weird stories. Yeah, definitely. Um but we have probably what's going to be a good half an hour, 40 minutes of the weird and the wonderful in the in-between. Um, what one do you start off with, Dan? Well, this is the first time I think our listeners have given us homework. Oh, yeah. So um, the first up was Paul McCartney actually died, and that was recommended by Natalie. Yeah. So the question I need to ask you, Alex, is did the Queen actually unite someone else in 1997? Well, um... Did he, uh, or, or did Paul McCartney ever actually form the band Wings? Mm. Did he ever get married? And these are all questions, because apparently, and this is on my list as well, he secretly, not so secretly, died in 1966. So he wasn't with the Beatles very, very long. Um, and apparently the other Beatles covered up his death. Yeah. So apparently he died in 1966 in a car accident. Uh, it Transpires that apparently that he had had an argument with the other Beatles. He'd stormed off, um, crashed, and was decapitated. Oh God, I didn't read that. I don't know how you get decapitated in a car crash. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you're right. So apparently the Beatles covered up his death. They hired someone who looked like him, sang like him, and had the same jovial personality. And apparently this gentleman's name is Billy Shears. Oh right. Theorists believe they began to feel guilty, or the the Beatles began to feel guilty, 
and began to hide clues in their music. Mm. So apparently the song Taxman, uh, George Harrison gave his advice for those who die, apparently meaning uh, Paul. And the entire Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album was awash with Paul is Dead clues. Mm, I think people started looking to this a bit too much as well because John Lennon's A Day in the Life has the lyrics he blew his mind out in a car and the re-recorded phrase Paul is dead, miss him, miss him which is only evident when you play the song backwards. Yeah, which um, isn't it? Isn't the saying that um, certain heavy metal bands in the 80s and 90s if you played them backwards was demonic messages from Satan? Mm-hmm. So you really are kind of, you know, stretching for this one. Should we start playing some, like, Blink-22 songs on backwards if they've got any demonic messages? Well, I don't know about demonic messages, but they might be uh, at least half-decent-sounding de- songs. Oh, burn. Well, even you said it, Dan, you know, some of the, the new stuff has been a little bit <clears throat> missed than hit. Mm. Um, so perhaps not. Maybe the newer stuff. The old stuff's classic. Oh, for sure. Um, also, Lennon also mumbled, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields Forever. Although Lennon actually went on to later claim in an interview, the phrase is actually cranberry sauce and denied backward messages. That sounds exactly the same, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, what's with cranberry sauce? Cranberry sauce um, and I buried Paul. They sound completely different, right? Yeah, and why would you talk about cranberry sauce? So, I mean, it's quite nice for Turkey, I guess, at Christmas. Yeah. So, interestingly, in mm-hmm. there was no reported car crash in 1990, 1966. What, well, at all? At all. But it's true that Paul McCartney's Mini Cooper was involved in an accident in 1967. So, a year later, the driver was not killed, and nor was it Paul McCartney driving it. Mm. Which is interesting. Paul did clear the air with an interview in Life magazine where he said, perhaps the rumour started because I haven't been in much of the press lately. The theory lost traction, but did resurface in different ways over the years. So one I picked up on was in was from 2009. So Wired magazine printed an article featuring a study by two forensic scientists. Oh, right, okay. Uh, they used a computer tech to compare measurements before and after the car accident. Uh, they took on the project to prove the theory that it was all a lie. But interestingly, but they did discover the point where the nose detracts from the face was different in both skulls. The position of the ears were different in a way that they couldn't be explained by surgery and the shape of the palate was dissimilar. Oh. So, yeah. Well, there might be something in this. There might be something in this. Wow. So, Paul, I mean, if you're not real, or the real Paul McCartney, hit us up, let us know. Yeah, give us the um, the exclusive, the world exclusive, and finally come clean, let us know. And help us make some money. What I would say, though, is actually his latest album, um, I think his Egypt Station, is really good. His mm. song, Come On To Me, I don't care if it's McCartney or his, um, his, uh, his step in. It's a phenomenal song. Um, about a year old now, but it's so, so good. So, um, not that I want to fill his coffers with streams and royalties, but it's such a good track. So, if you don't know what I'm talking about, 
um, go onto any streaming service. Um, come on to me, Paul McCartney. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Mm. But yeah, I got that one too. It's it's probably one of the most famous conspiracy theories, actually. Yeah, definitely. So what have you got, Alex? Um, I've got a whole number of amazing ones, but actually we are celebrating a particular, at the time of recording at least anyway, a particular anniversary, Dan. Okay. It's in the news. I'm not sure if you saw the news today. Nope. Moon landings. Oh, yes. Mm. Um, my dad loves this conspiracy theory to the mm. fact that he has probably watched every YouTube on video. Every video on YouTube, should I say. Uh, he's explored it in great depth and he's still convinced that man never went to the moon. Mm. Well, let's um, let's dive into this one. So, on the 20th of July 1969, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, um, landed on the moon, apparently. Allegedly. And since then, the US has put uh, men on the moon six more times, which I didn't realise. Um, oh, really? Yeah, apparently. Um, yet, conspiracy theorists insist that this never, ever happened, believing instead that the lunar landings were nothing more than an expensive plot involving elaborate film sets executed under creative direction of filmmaker Stanley Kubrick. Wasn't it to sort of try and disguise that they'd been to the moon before the Russians? Yeah, space race. So the Russians were actually very, very close behind, almost literally. And... Um, they needed to, to prove that they were got they'd got there to save face. Mm. And obviously they put an awful lot of money into NASA and the space the space agency. And um and they couldn't lose the old Ruskies. No. So um apparently and Stanley Kubrick later then released two thousand one Space Odyssey, which I've never seen, but apparently it's a classic. Um and apparently there's synergies with that film and with the uh the the film recording. Oh well. So, there are some questions that are thrown up. I'm not sure if uh, any of you listeners have actually seen or seen any doc- documentaries or articles on it online. Again, you've got to be very careful with these things. We are talking about conspiracy theories online. So you've got a whole well random um, kind of raft of, of, uh, of questionable material. But on there are stills mm. of, of the photos that were beamed back, allegedly. And some questions are, where are the stars? So apparently yeah. on the uh, on the on the captured images, uh, the iconic ones where you know they're bouncing around, uh, or you're looking at Earth just on the the horizon of the moon, um, there are no stars. Yeah, but NASA say the Earth and the moon both reflect enough sunlight as to render the stars invisible, and more specifically, with a camera configured to take a good amount of pictures in light in that kind of light present on the surface of the moon and that side of the moon. Stars are too faint to register as an exposure. Because, of course, we're not talking digital. We are talking um, light-sensitive yeah. film. So, um, I mean, NASA obviously have an answer for everything, but apparently that's that's the response they're going with. Of course. They would say that. Yeah. Um, another one, which is quite a good one, actually. Why is a flag moving in the vacuum of space? It would just sort of, like, float around, wouldn't it, surely? Um, it probably wouldn't or... move at all anyway, but, yeah... Um, Essentially, the the footage is showing almost waving, uh, as though there's some wind. But of course, mm. there ain't no wind in space. NASA say a flag is being stretched into place over a pole, and a flag hanging from a pole, while the pole is being twisted deeper into the ground, is going to move. Yeah. So they're talking about general movement uh, and physics. It's not um, so the winds. It's not to do with. Um, you know the fact that there's a 
a fan on, on set on Earth. It's to do with um, the pole positioning, apparently. And why isn't there a crater from the engines under the lunar lander? And why didn't it kick up a huge amount of dust when it took off? Very, right. very good questions. Mm. NASA says, Turns out the soil on the moon is pretty hard-packed, so it deflected force from the lander's thrusters rather than being scoured into a crater. But also the landing did kick up dust, it just didn't behave the way we'd expect, apparently. Given our experience with dust, all comes from planets with an atmosphere. Anyway, if you want to see moon dust, you can, apparently. Just check out Neil Armstrong's suit at the Smithsonian in America. Okay. Apparently, inferred defence rocks brought back from the moon have been studied extensively, including uh, by scientists outside NASA and proven that characteristics means they're not from Earth. Which is what they would say if they were paid off. Indeed. But the question is, why haven't we gone back? Because apparently the the lunar landers, um, the technology was um, no more than, say, a 90s calculator. Mm. You know, very, very simple analogue type stuff. It's all very manual uh, and all very simple kind of calculations. Nothing like what we've got in our hands now, tablets, the smart devices, or the laptop we're recording on. So... Why haven't we gone back? It would be a hell of a lot easier and safe to do so, apart from money. Wouldn't solar flares as well be a bit of an issue? Because essentially there's no atmosphere on the moon. Yeah. Wouldn't that just, like, take you out? Um, we could say that about the uh, the ISS. Um, mm. So they, they are, there can be shielding and you can um, account for sometimes for a solar flare. Okay. So why haven't we gone back then? I'm just not convinced we've ever been. I'm somewhere on the fence with this. So there was a, a study in the US. Uh, I can only go on US figures um, because the astronauts were US. But um, apparently um, a figure which is 11% of Americans, which is quite high, mm. apparently out of a poll, believe that the lunar landings never actually happened. So a large proportion of one of the largest kind of countries in the world believes that actually their own astronauts never actually visited um, one of the most important satellites known to us. Hmm. It's an interesting one. Um, I'm convinced we didn't. And so I've, I've, I've heard my dad talk about it for a good couple of hours, showing me YouTube videos of why we never went. Um, I'm convinced that we never went. So, yeah. It's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, but it's a biggie. Um, I mean, like him or not, Trump has said that after, I think, the Obama um, years of not funding NASA, he's actually done a U-turn, so actually he wants to send astronauts to the moon. Yeah. And he wants the first female astronauts to go with them. Fair days. Which is a surprise for that, that, that individual but nonetheless is has been well received. Whether or not it actually comes through, because that does take a good couple of years to, mm. to, to plan and to invest upon, but um, it might be the first time they do it. Or they may never go, and it's all just a hoax. Yeah. But that's one of the most um, popular ones, and certainly is in America. So next up from Cam was Avril Lavigne. So yeah. Interestingly, because of these two recommendations we've had, it led me on to another... It sort of took me onto a string of other pop stars. A little bit of a rabbit hole of conspiracy theories from the sounds of it. 
Yeah. The more you go down, the more crazy it gets. Yeah, definitely. So I've got three other pop stars after this, and then I've got one from my behalf, Claire. Okay, cool. Um, so going to Avril Lavigne, apparently she's, she was replaced by a lookalike in 2003 by someone called Melissa. Uh, it was bandied around the internet in 2005, and it was thought to have originated fro- on a Brazilian website. I mean, it doesn't sound shady at all, does it? Fully legit. Hmm, sounds legit. So the fan theory is Levine struggled with fame at the beginning of her career, and she started to use a body double named Melissa Vandella. Huh. I mean, that already sounds like a fake name as it is. At some point, the real Avril Lavigne died, or believed to have allegedly committed suicide, and the record label replaced her full-time with Melissa. Huh. So the proof, and I use the quote-unquote... He's actually doing it uh, inverted commas. Yeah, inverted commas, has included Levine's red carpet shots. So apparently Avril Levine likes to wear things like trousers, but Melissa prefers to wear skirts and dresses. Okay, how do we know this? Begs the question. Mm. Begs the question. Uh, the supposed differences between the facial features of pre-2003 Levine and current incarnation as well, supposedly different. Maybe she, um, you know, she liked the custard tarts and had too much um, too much uh, pastry goodness. When we're getting older, we start to fill out a little bit more. Yeah, you know, don't, don't be so hard on her. You know, yeah. she's... She's got to enjoy that fame and indulge once in a while. Got married to Derek Wibley from Sum 41 as well. But then then divorced, didn't they? And then got with the guy from Nickelback who she then divorced again. Mm. Or did she? Mm. Mm. Interesting. Theorists also believe Melissa has left clues in songs. So here we go again. The the old Paul McCartney. Play it backwards, yep. In Slip Backward, she sings, The day you slipped away was the day I found it won't be the same. So again, I think, are you looking a little bit too much into this? I think you probably are. There was also a publicity shot in which Levine has Melissa written on her hand, which you can find on the internet. Which is a little bit weird. But surely you can find anything on the internet, though. I mean, mm. no, nothing on the internet can be validated as, as true, because... You know, there's the the horrific trend of doctoring images, um, you know, quite graphic images mm. for certain industries where people are using people's faces um, on other people's bodies, and that is scaringly, um, you know, reality, you know, very lifelike. Mm. So if you could do that, you can just scrawl the name on the hand and superimpose it. Nothing on the internet can be validated as true sure no, it's true it's like you say with um, one guy I follow on Instagram Boss Logic who you'd have heard of yeah, yeah. does some of the Marvel posters you see the way he turns some of the actors into superheroes yeah that, phenomenal it's brilliant it's so clever and there was one you posted this week of Spider-Verse where it had yes Maguire Garfield and Holland, Holland yeah in this picture it's just brilliant so good yeah um, but however, again, this conspiracy theory about Avril, Avril Levine is completely unverified. Kel surprise. Shock. Mm. Mm, okay. Um, but I mean, if you want to stick on to the uh, pop star... Let's put on that thread down. Taylor Swift. 
Now I haven't heard anything about this. Um, this is ridiculous. It's she, so funny. She is hugely popular in the US, and she's probably one of the most famous singers of modern pop music. Briefly dated Tom Hiddleston, which my other half hates. Who hasn't? Mm. Uh, what, hates the fact that she did that, or hates Tom Hiddleston? Hates Tom Hiddleston. No way. Just for that one thing, but she probably still would dump me for Tom Hiddleston. Too right. Um, so would I. I'd dump you for, for Tom Hiddleston, <gasps> Dan. Oh. He can uh, he can sit next to me for the weekly roundup. Sorry, <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, she's she obviously was a. If you don't know who she is, it's crazy. You should do. But she used to be quite a young country singer. Yeah, that's where she found her roots. But she's now now brought branched out into popular music. Um, but I haven't heard any any theories about her. So again, you start to go down a rabbit hole when yeah. you start looking at pop stars. Theorists say. That Tay Swift is in fact a clone of a former satanic priestess. Wow. So this theory dates back to 2011, and there are claims that Swift is an Illuminati clone of Zena LeFay. Now, anyone unfamiliar with Zena LeFay? Yeah, tell us. She's the daughter of the founder of the Church of Satan. Now, the two do look slightly similar. But are they the same person? Mm, I'm not sure. A clone. So a, clone. a, a fully test-tubed up replica <laughs> that's been, what, designed to to sing be absolute a, classics? To and... be a pop star. Wow. That's yeah. quite a leap, given that we only had Dolly the Sheep in, what, 2000 or 1998 or something? Yeah, it's like late 90s, early 90s, wasn't it? The sheep lasted for eight years. Oh, great! Great innings for sheep, yeah. I'm sure. But and a clone. But to 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 go to 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 Tay Tay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Illuminati. Strange one. And talking of the Illuminati, I think that had something to do with Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce apparently is um, is a member of. Um, this secret organisation. I do have mm. some notes on the the old Illuminati, actually. But, um, yeah, I have heard this one. So, apparently, she's long been associated with the Illuminati on certain areas of the internet. So, again, we're going back to the internet and there's some weird, wonderful, dark things on there. Very dark stuff. Uh, Beyonce actually referenced it in a single formation. Okay. The Illuminati. It's claimed that the Illuminati uses clones to brainwash society. So again, we're sort of tying this into the Taylor Swift theory. So the internet, it only takes two pictures of the same person to set conspiracy theory wheels in motion. Uh-huh. So in 2016, this theory gained a flurry of attention. So it went viral. A Facebook post compared images of the singer from 2010 and 2016... And the post read, fans, the chick on the left is her, but the chick on the right is not. This high degree masonry witch on the right is a clone. Hmm. I mean, if you look, I think they're the same person. I think the picture on the right, she's just got a bit more heavy makeup and she just looks, a, she's got a resting bitch face on. I mean, can't someone have a, an off day without being uh, labelled as, as a clone? Hmm. Set by the Illuminati. I mean, that's what someone would say 
if they were in charge of a, a South Coast podcast show trying to, to put people off. But yeah, just give people a break, man. If they want to look rough, then just let them look rough without having to say that they're part yeah. of a, a satanic Illuminati cult. I mean, if we start looking different on pictures on Instagram, um, it's the Illuminati. We are the lizard people, <laughs> which actually I'll, I'll come to uh, in, a, in a moment. Uh, but last up on the uh, pop star front, so this is this has no relevance to the Illuminati or anything like that. Katy Perry. Okay. I think we talked about this one in the car when we decided we were going to do this episode. Katy Perry is the grown-up version of John Benet Ramsey, which is really dark. This um, is very, very dark. I didn't know anything about uh, John Benet until I met my wife. And the reason being is she um, has been emotionally scarred by the story. John Bonet was, um, I think, a, a child beauty queen. Beauty queen, which I, I can't really wrap my head around it because we don't have it here in the UK. It's not really a European thing, but I know it's quite popular in the US. Um, but apparently, in the dead of night, she was snatched and believed to have been murdered. Although it hasn't been confirmed, I don't think. I didn't never found a body. No, apparently he's killed at the age of six in a family home. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's it's quite a dark, a dark story. So they're saying that Katy Perry, what is that that little girl? Yeah. So the bizarre idea birthed by YouTuber Dave Johnson. Bloody Dave! It's always a Dave, isn't there? Um, claims the young beauty queen was sacrificed by her parents so she could become famous later in life. So if you sacrifice someone then surely you're killing them how do you bring them back to life to become a pop star or did they like fake her death yeah probably philosophical. I guess that's the way it's supposedly meant to be Mm. so ultimately uh, fake death Um, he tries to prove his point with photos allegedly showing Ramsey's parents are the same people pretending to be the parents of Katy Perry so Uh this is very dark and twisted uh, and then he tries to blend pictures of a young Ramsey into pictures of the grown-up Katy Perry and argues features line up perfectly. They don't. Ah. Oh. Soz. Get in the sea. Get in the sea. Um, <laughs> in my notes, I just put, lol. And that's that's quite a stretch to, 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 to say that, because um, it, is, it is a really popular kind of, um, what well, is a head-scratcher, in, mm. in kind of crime circles of, I think it was the early 90s that the, that, that horrific incident happened. Um, anyway, Katy Perry is, um, she's, she's obviously a, a famous singer and she's, she's well known in, in, you know, for the wrong reasons, you know, dating various famous people. But to, to go that far is a bit, a bit wrong. Yeah. Like, as you say at the start of the episode, there's, there's some weird, bitter narcissistic people I think mm. that are probably just try and invent these things interesting stuff yeah so what have you got next um, well the Illuminati they're going to come after us after this episode aren't they well we don't say anything bad about them no I mean I, I trust them our overlords um, apparently they control the world so if you don't know what we're talking about the Illuminati and they're said to be made up of politicians bankers obviously mm. thanks to the uh, the global Crash, guys. Hurry up and give me a tax rebate. Uh, business moguls and celebrities. 
Apparently it's a Shazari group controlling the world. Now, the, there was actually an Illuminati, for real. We date back to the, the mid-1700s, where the society was founded by a Bavarian law professor, Adam Weishaupt. Now, his intention was to start an academic organisation of modern thinkers prepared to challenge the views of the church. Mm. The Illuminati soon became a high, highly secret society promoting enlightenment as well as a moral progress for all. However, this angered the priesthood who revoked Weishaupt's uh, academic credentials and banished him from the country. Oops. Ooh. The group eventually was banned um, by every country at the end of the 18th century. Now, apparently, uh, the evidence of the Illuminati is in most areas or facets of, uh, of modern society. If you look hard enough, now, apparently, a use of the all-seeing eye, or the eye of providence, as it's called, is one such hallmark. Now, you may be able to see that on the dollar bill. I think you can see a pyramid. Yeah, and an eye the eye. Yeah. Um, the image itself has origins in Christian iconography, showing an eye often surrounded by rays of light or glory and usually enclosed by a triangle. Now, it represents the eye of God watching over humanity, which is obviously the, the concept of divine providence. But apparently it's one of the main telltale signs or symbols that the Illuminati is in the banking industry mm. and it literally is in your pockets. They are controlling everything that you do. If you believe that. Um, and to, to go to, uh, to an extra kind of length on that one, um, there's also closely linked about the reptilian elite. Okay. Have you heard about this one, Dan? No. Have you not? So are we like lizard people or something? Well, yeah. No, oh. literally that's it. Oh, so we're lizard people. Well, no, we're not. But they are. They can be. Okay. Beyonce's one. <laughs> no, no, for real. Really? Yeah. So, um... I'm waiting for her to, like, poke her tongue out and, like, have those weird, like, skinny, pointy... <laughs> I don't know how... I don't know how actions are helping our listeners here. The sound effects definitely aren't. But, um... <laughs> I think Family Guy make reference to it in a couple of um, scenes. Oh, Seth MacFarlane, my man crush. Well, um, they are among us. Blood-drinking, flesh-eating, shape-shifting, extraterrestrial reptilian humanoids, which is a mouthful, with only one objective in their cold-blooded little heads, which is to enslave the human race. Hmm. They are our leaders, our corporate executives, our beloved Oscar-winning actors and Grammy-winning singers, and they're responsible for some pretty dark world events, which I won't label because they are pretty sick. But at least according to former BBC sports reporter David Icke. Have you heard of David Icke? Yep, mm. name rings a bell. Uh, who became the poster human for the theory of in the 1998 after publishing his book The Biggest Secret, which contained interviews with two Brits who claimed members of the royal family are nothing more than reptiles with crowns. Mm. Now, apart from being a bonkers conspiracy theorist, um, the New Age philosopher, who who wore only turquoise for a time and insisted on being called a son of Godhead, says that these Anunnaki, uh, the reptiles, have controlled humankind since ancient times. Now, they count among their number as Queen Elizabeth, George W. Bush, mm. Henry Kissinger, Bill and Hillary Clinton. And Bob Hope. Oh, good old Bob. But don't forget um, uh, Beyonce. <laughs> um, apparently, Ike even claims that lizards are behind secret societies like the Freemasons and the Illuminati. Mm. Um, what do you reckon, Dan? Do you think that our, our world leaders, um, the top 1% of society, 
uh, the, the most wealthy and rich who are steering our sheeple are actually shapeshifting lizards what do you reckon no mm. not sure on that one it's one of the more strangest of, of theories and um, yeah uh, I don't I, I, I hugely doubt this one yeah um, don't know why just something about it just doesn't doesn't fit sit well with me no it's a bit of a weird one that shape-shifting lizards but if you do google and again you've got to be careful on the internet so you're uh, safe browsing guys but if you do google illuminati and um lizards there is an absolute ton of this stuff on the internet okay so i'm surprised didn't come across this now yeah no i'm surprised as well it's massive i got pulled down the uh the pop star rabbit hole of conspiracy theories well that one is the reptilian elite hmm now, interesting. I've just seen you scroll past something, which would probably tie into the Marilyn Monroe conspiracy theory, which was sent in by Claire, my other half. Mm. Um, just got to go on record, Alex. Um, Claire has clocked me say a couple of times. If I don't mention this from her, she'll shoot me. Um, she won't. She's not a tyrant. She's a very nice person. But there is another conspiracy, including shooting, that we'll uh, dovetail off this one. Yes. So, Marilyn Monroe. Um, now Claire absolutely loves Marilyn Monroe as you probably know because you guys were friends before I met her yep she's literally tattooed a couple of times with um, various hallmarks of the the, the famous she's got a signature on the back and so forth um, she has studied this conspiracy theory in so much depth that I don't think there's any books left for her to read and there is a recommend- recommendation for her when I get to the end of this so, Marilyn Monroe was found dead in her home on August the 5th, 1962. Police said suicide by drug overdose. However, there was no trace of pills found in her stomach. Oh. Hmm. So, it gets a bit deeper. Why would someone with so many plans for the future kill herself? So, she was sort of coming back and uh, just trying to figure out how to get her life back on the rise again so she's yeah. sort of like fallen down a little bit so LAPD Sergeant Jack Clemens first officer at the scene claimed her body looked staged oh if someone swallowed dozens of pills why wasn't there a glass of water nearby and also what I didn't put in my notes which I was talking to Claire about um, last night actually when I was talking about doing this episode yeah some of the pills that are in the picture of this book that she I'll recommend at the end didn't make it to forensics. So some of the stuff didn't actually turn up. Huh. So what, they're citing evidence that actually was never actually submitted in the end? Indeed. Hmm. Um, some theorists believe Robert Kennedy had her killed to stop revealing her... to stop her revealing, should I say... Her romance with him and his brother. Yeah. So I guess that sort of ties into one of your theories which will be coming up. Uh, some say the CIA murdered her to punish JFK for Bay of Pigs. Yep. Her doctor killed her by accident is another theory and covered up with the help of her maid. And I mean, the, again, on my notes I put a massive lull, two underlines. Some believe she was murdered by aliens. Huh. Which is a ridiculous uh, theory. But, hey. but but maybe more likely than aliens, um, the shape-shifting lizard people of the Illuminati. Mm. But if you want to read more on this conspiracy theory, and uh, it's a bit more of a 
background depth for Marilyn Monroe. Claire recommends Goddess, The Secret Lives of Marilyn Monroe by Anthony Summers. And the picture I've got here, as Alex will attest for, it is well read. It is. It's dog-eared. It's seen, um, it's seen a lot of reading. She's yeah. read it multiple times, apparently. Okay, good. It's a very good one. I might pick it up at some point and uh, give it a read myself. Yeah. When I'm not reading Marvel graphic novels. Well, indeed, quite, or watching the films. Um, we're kind of linking to this, Dan, as you um, alluded to, the JFK assassination. Oh. Um, a really sad moment in American history, but one quite famous one, was the assassination of President John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Um, and there's loads of wild conspiracy theories. And the leading one is that there was more than one shooter involved. Now, this stems from the official investigation into the assassination that claimed that Lee Harvey Oswald managed to kill the president, uh, as well as wounding a fellow passenger who was with the car in the uh, at the time, with just three rounds. Mm. I've seen, a, I saw a documentary on this uh, late last year as well. So, hopefully, I can have a bit of an insight into this. Well, it's asserted that one bullet had passed through Kennedy before hitting uh, a passenger, uh, but. Sp- Skeptics have called this fanciful mm. and dubbed it the magic bullet theory. Yeah, and this is all because I guess the distance and the the elevation of this grassy knoll or or mm. where the, he was actually arrested, um, and this wasn't in fact the case, or they don't believe it to be the case. Yeah, um, he was either a fantastic shot, uh, which I think there was proof that he he had practiced you know shooting firearms before, um, but I don't think it was really. Indicated he was a particular, you know, yeah. notable marksman, um, and you know the, the weather conditions would have had to been absolutely perfect. And I don't yeah. think they were. I think there was, if I remember rightly, seeing the the run up to the the awful event, um, flags, you know, blowing in the wind. So he would have had to have pulled off like a a one in a million shot or something. Yeah. Um, instead, though, people believe that uh, there's more than one shooter. Uh, and that the shot was fired from a grassy knoll near the route of the motorcade. Um, it's also claimed the FBI orchestrated the killing. Uh, other theories sent on who might have paid Oswald and gave him orders, uh, of, which can include the old Soviet Union, yeah. Cuba specifically, or the Mafia. Uh, and there are other um, uh, insinuations, perhaps a better term, to say that um, JFK was perhaps involved in some unsavoury business mm. um, off the books I don't know if it's ever been proven but people are drawing upon that uh, questionable background and saying that other people perhaps ordered the killing mm. um, apparently Vice President uh, Lyndon B. Johnson who was sworn in as President after Kennedy's death has also been accused with some suggesting he wanted to cover up scandals or take control of the country in a coup so mm. it's all got both quite 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 messy and I guess what you tend to find is I'm not getting behind the psychology I think it's just an observation when something quite stressful happens and it's a shared national event people try to make sense of quite sad instances yeah and uh, I mean, either way it hasn't been proven um there I think there is still some pervading doubt that um the shooter actually could have pulled this off but there is no real evidence to suggest otherwise mm. contrary to that fact but it's still one of the most contested conspiracy theories out there now, the documentary I watched last year one of the theories is it was a pure accident so they heard the shot from Oswald The one of his security got the gun out to get ready to shoot 
the car buckled and he accidentally shot the gun, which would explain where the bullet sort of comes from originally. And they covered it up to make it, well, yeah, just to sort of... Assassination. Yeah. As opposed to the accident. Exactly. Wow. So they've tried to sort of palm it off. Because the interesting thing is, when they were doing the um, the autopsy, um, I think there was a law in the state where it had to take place in that state. Yeah. Uh, was it Texas? Uh, pass. I can't quite remember. Uh, my, my Sadly, my American history isn't quite up to scratch. But um, I think the CIA were like, no, he's coming with us. We're going to take him back to... I can't remember what state it was now. And again, when the autopsy took place there, a lot of the evidence went missing. Oh, right. So, yeah. So they tried to cover up the accident and pass the blame to to young Oswald. Mm. It was a good documentary. I can't remember what it was called, um, but it was on Channel 5 here in the UK. Okay. It was good watching. Really interesting. Well, it's. I don't think we're ever going to get to the bottom of it. Uh, it's going to be one of those instances where um, we'll never know. But yeah, it's it's a popular one and the uh, debate is still raging after all these years. Yeah. I've got some more, Dan. Yep, go for it. Prince Charles, our, um, our much-loved tongue-in-cheek royal, is a vampire. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Did you know this one? I did not. No, I didn't either. But I did some research. Apparently, according to uh, genealogy records, so looking at people's heritage, Prince Charles is believed to be uh, of descent from Vlad the Impaler, which um, derived from, you know, the Dracula kind of Mm. myth. Vlad the Impaler was actually an individual who, well, did impale victims with a stake, um, you know, prisoners of war-like, and... um, he actually did exist. So there, there are some roots of history. We're not talking about fictional characters. Um, apparently first revealed in Ian uh, Moncrief's 1982 book, Royal Highness, the Prince can trace his lineage back to his great-grandmother, Queen Mary, the consort of George V, to Vlad IV, the half-brother of the notorious ruler and, um, uh, and serial killer, I guess. Hmm. Uh, the heir to the throne has even appeared in promotional video for the Romanian National Tourist Office. Joking, Transylvania is in my blood. Okay. Obviously, he's, you know, he's, he's a vampire. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, just uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, it was reported that Charles had been offered the honorific title of Prince of Transylvania <laughs> because of his links to the region and promotion of Transylvania as a tourist destination. Actually, he does go there every year. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'll probably to, to go and rest in his coffin and to regenerate. <laughs> um, all this has proved fair, for fertile ground for conspiracy theorists who claim, like the rest of the royal family, that Prince Charles is not all what he seems, and may in fact have co- more common with the infamous ancestor than just the drop of blood. Mm. Uh, one of the reasons the theory carries weight apparently is because the disease, porphyria is present amongst the royals and apparently this is an iron deficiency disease that makes the skin sensitive to sunlight okay as we know vampires they just burst into flames they don't like sunlight unless you're in twilight and you sparkle yeah what is that all about weird get in the sea um so that one was I thought was um really quite strange now interestingly while you were talking I found one on JK Rowling apparently she isn't real 
Now we we have an interesting love hate relationship with J.K. Rowling and the Weekly Roundup, don't we, Dan? Yeah, Harry Potter books, fantastic, um, fantastic beast franchise. No, not so good. Not so good. But apparently, she she ain't the real deal. No. So I mean, we all know her background story. So she was financially struggling as a single mother, and she wrote Harry Potter on the train. Then, as you do, yeah. Oh no, she came up with the idea on the train, and then she wrote the first book in cafes. And she's now one of the richest authors in the world, which is fair to say. Yeah. So according to this theory, none of that is true. Harry Potter was actually masterminded by a team of advertisers and writers who lab created a franchise that would appeal to the entire world. And the woman you think is J.K. Rowling is just an actress who was hired to play the part of the author at events. Why that actress has gone on to write books that aren't part of the Harry Potter franchise is a mystery to be solved another day. But if she has decided to pen books or stories that aren't her own, perhaps that's why we have um, Fantastic Beasts, mm. which is fucking appalling. Terrible. So, mm. There could be something in that. There could be something in that. There's not. But you know, <laughs> it's just she, she's money-grabbing and she's just squeezed that as for, for everything it's... Uh, it's worth, and she's driving the franchise, much loved by people all around the world, into the ground. Um, you know you were talking about Prince Charles being a vampire. Yeah. Scrolling down, Nicolas Cage is a vampire. Oh, come off it. <laughs> He's our 90s film action hero. I will not have a word, bad word said against Nick. Um, in 2011, an antiques dealer named Jack Maud listed a photograph for sale on eBay. And again, we're going back onto the murky depths of the internet. This photograph was taken around 1870, but according to Maud, the man in this photograph was Nicolas Cage. And I quote, Personally, I believe it's him and that he is some sort of walking undead vampire who quickens, reinvents himself once every 75 years or so, Maud wrote in the listing. Obviously, this theory caught on like wildfire because it's hilarious and it involves, <laughs> and it involves Nicolas Cage. <clears throat> but according to Nicholas, it's not even a little bit true. You can't take pictures of vampires, he told David Letterman in 2012. True story. I don't drink blood, and the last time I looked in the mirror, I had a reflection. Likely story. There you go, he's been debunked mm. by the man himself. But maybe a vampire would say that. Of course. But if we talk about people who don't seemingly age, there's another much-loved actor that we, uh, we actually know and love, who apparently doesn't age a day. Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. Yeah. I mean, he, he did like a Nintendo advert, I think, like back in the early 90s, late 80s. Looks exactly the same, as pretty much as he does now, you know, 30 years on. The bloke mm. does not age in the slightest. And I'm jealous, but could he be a vampire? Mm. I just think he's uh, using good face creams. Well, whatever it is, we need to get on that uh, on that that gravy train because it's I'm starting to get crow's feet on my eyes so it looks Sad painful times um, but enough about vampires I wanted to, to tell you Dan yeah everything that you learnt in uh, in geography those lessons that you probably weren't paying attention to because they're mandatory for UK GCSEs you know exams before you you, know, you left for college um, they're all wrong okay Finland doesn't exist got taken out in Armageddon uh, well, no, apparently it doesn't exist at all. Apparently, oh. the nation of Finland is actually part of the Baltic Sea. And people who claim to live there are really from eastern Sweden. 
Western Russia, or Northern Estonia, according to a theory born on Reddit in 2016. Right, Reddit, the most reliable place on the internet. Yeah. So what began as a joke quickly gained traction online, spawning numerous numerous subreddits and websites explaining why Russia and Japan had made up this apparently fictional country in 1918. Oh. Now the notion goes that two nations created Finland so that Japan could fish uh, the sea that truly exists there without any environmental complaints or repercussions. Uh, the fish that are caught are then shipped via the Trans-Siberian Railway, apparently no reason why it was, it was built, for the eastern Russian coast of Japan under the disguise of Nokia products. Very specific oh. uh, brand product placement there. Uh, but surely other countries would have cottoned on by this by now? Well, yes, they have, according to theorists, but they've agreed to keep it a secret and allow Finland to serve as a model for the better world. Right. Apparently they're so good, why do we want to debunk that when everyone else can aspire to be as good as them? No real country could so consistently place first education, healthcare, gender equality, literacy rates, national stability, the least corrupt government in the world, freedom of press. Apparently reads the theory. It's a concept for countries and people to aspire to. Right. So they're so good as a country, it can't possibly exist. Sure. So literally getting a sea Finland. Um, and I've literally never heard that one before. Has any of our listeners been to Finland? I mean, can, can you let us know you've been there and confirm it's genuinely not the sea? But perhaps they've, they've been to, to Russia. To Russia. Or Siberia. How do they know they've been to Finland? This is true. They get on the plane. They pay their tickets to Helsinki, is it? Yeah. Finland? Yeah. My geography's not that great, I guess. Um, but they got on a plane. They got off a plane, but how do they know that the destination is actually that country? You could be part of a conspiracy theory. Unknowingly. But no, all, 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 all comments aside, listener, you know, let us know you've been to Finland. Um, is it true? Is it all nonsense? Is it just for uh, our pesky Russian... Um, neighbours and uh, the needs to fish or does it actually uh, exist and the theory can get in the sea mm. get in the sea let us know but that's it that I'm, is it I'm all out of uh, conspiracy theories I mean my head is spinning down the amount of um, craziness that we have had to research and dig up mm. my mind is literally blown there were certain conspiracy theories that I think we got recommended and I think they're probably a little bit too dark for the weekly roundup, it's yeah. fair to say. Um, there's certain ones that I'm not willing to touch. I think it's probably a little bit sensitive for certain audiences. I agree. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week. It is. However, we want your Mandela effects. We do, memories. yeah. So we've mentioned this uh, for the last couple of episodes. Um, this is really interesting. Um and as part of conspiracy theories, um, it has cropped up, but we're going to be doing its whole kind of offshoot episode. Mm. And the, Man- the Mandela effect, in essence, well, as, you, as you'd expect, it's all about Nelson Mandela and how um, when he uh, eventually made out of prison for the second time. Yeah. I, th- I believe he was prisoned twice, wasn't he? Yeah. I believe he was um, for his protests. Um, the second time when it, when he uh, was released, which was a, a monumentous and uh, fantastic occasion for the world to follow, and I did watch it on TV, um, people remembered him dying in prison, which is really, really sad. Um, but they remembered him passing away a good five, ten years previously. And this has sparked this theory that actually 
well, did it did it happen? Did it occur? Because actually, mm. millions or thousands, at least, people around the world are remembering an event that never happened. So they call it the Mandela effect, and you you'll see it in um, children's TV. You'll see it in world events. Uh, you'll see it in um, other influential actors or celebrities, perhaps who have perhaps um, passed away or an event has occurred where people remember it, mm. but it's not recorded in history as happening that way. Well, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago with Rip Torn, who sadly passed away recently, but people remember him passing away in 2013. Yeah, uh, and apparently having the impact on uh, Men in Black 3, mm. and that was why the delays in production and release of the film in respect of his passing. But in fact, he only passed a couple of weeks ago of recording, which is really, really sad. We marked it in the last roundup. But for the reason, you know, that he had uh, such a wonderful career um, and uh, such a great actor. But yeah, it's it's even happening now. Mm. So we want to, to get your views and opinions. Do you share any Mandela effects? Do you um, believe in them? And um, yeah, let us know your thoughts and, um, and reflections on that. Now you can get in touch with us on Facebook at the Weekly Roundup with Alex and Dan. We're on Twitter at hello underscore TWRad. We're on Instagram on at hello.twrad. Or you can email us at hello.twrad at gmail.com. Uh, and alternatively, in the uh, description below this podcast, wherever you may get that, there will be a, uh, a link to record your voice. Mm. So for the last couple of weeks, we have been very fortunate. And thank you, listeners for leaving voice messages and being part of the show. If you want to do the same, then please do click on that link, uh, accept the access to your mobile device microphone, and you can be part of the show next time. Yeah, not literally, but you can have your voice featured. You can. So you think of those questions, those answers, or all those queries, and yeah, we'll have them in the show. But for another really confusing but really interesting week... I'm going to take off my tinfoil hat now. Same. I've been Alex. I've been Dan. We may see you next week. When we're not captured by the Illuminati or turned into lizard people or cloned. 